Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE NXT TakeOver War Games 2020, which was broadcast on December 6, 2020. Um, so, a 10 out of 10 for this show. Fantastic. Top to bottom, I loved it. Maybe lost my attention a little bit on the non-War Games matches. I'll, I'll mention that briefly, but... I still really like those matches, and I especially liked the War Games matches. Man. Man, oh man. So good. I think War Games is my favorite pay-per-view overall. I was fortunate enough to be able to go to the last two War Games. So I've been to 50% of the War Games in person. But um, uh, in Los Angeles, it was awesome. In Chicago last year, it was awesome. And just watching it on the network this year was pretty awesome. I a very small part of me wish wishes I lived in Orlando so that I could have gone do this in person. Maybe, possibly. I don't even know how to how one makes that happen. I think it's all the same people who get the 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 first two rows of seatings at full sale uh, before uh, the the current times, but. Um, Anyway, it was, uh, all that aside, I, I, uh, even though I was just watching them, they were still really fun. I was kind of, sort of, focusing a little bit on playing war games in WWE Supercard. Brand new game mode, all of that. Um, but, man, it was, that, that doesn't even matter. I saw a really great time watching this. Uh, we opened with the women's war games match, um, starting out with Dakota versus Ember. Uh, Team Shotzi had the advantage, so Shotzi was the next one added, followed by Raquel. Then Rhea, who uh, used uh, a hammer from the toolbox that Shotzi grabbed, um, and then also used her belt as a weapon. And then the belt came back into play later. They used it to tie the door shut and lock Io out of the match. Uh, but then Tony joined and EO joined, but before um, Candice uh, got there, um, uh, they locked, tried to lock EO out. Um, Raquel uh, mostly did a, uh, a lot of that work. Um, and then Candice was able to get in. They locked, locked her out, but EO fanned her way up the side of the wall, uh, also found a trash can put the trash can on and jumped into everybody and it was amazing it was so great um but uh yeah indy indy attacked i eo to to keep her out of the match but it was not it was not uh as effective as they would have hoped um we had an eclipse still to go to dakota kai into two chairs which was incredible um and then the the match ended despite the incredible entrance eo caught the full force of raquel gonzalez's power bomb through the ladder that was draped between the two rings and she got the pin for the win but man what a great great show what a great match if if this show was just this match I would have loved it.
but there was more. There was more. That was just the opening match. We had Thatcher versus Champa. Uh, this is the one that lost my attention a little bit. Is so hard to follow a War Games match, obviously. Um, but somebody's got to do it. When you've got two War Games matches, you can't have those back to back. You got to put the. You got to have a War Games sandwich, or a, or something. But this was a very good match. Um, Thatcher got real bloodied up. His ear is bleeding, um, and Champa. Eventually, not because of, the, of Timothy Thatcher's ear, necessarily, but Champa hit the Willow's Bell and got the win for that match. Then we had Loomis versus Grimes in a strat match. This was really good. This rivalry is fantastic. They keep putting their own spin on all these different kinds of matches. They had that blindfold match. They had the the haunted house thing. Now they have the strap match. What next? What are they going to do next? I don't know. But Dexter Loomis eventually won via silence. Um, there's all kinds of chair stuff. Uh, all kinds of stuff with the wrap. The, the strap um, and the wrap. Somebody wrapped. They, they, they wrapped the strap around their, 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 their paws. Paws does not rhyme with strap or wrap. I was hoping it would instead of hands. Hand also does not rhyme with strap. They're, tr they're, they're traps. That's the that's their the the muscles on their back, isn't it? Trapezius muscles. Anyway, um, yeah, this 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 match was really fun. Uh, and then we had another really fun match: Gargano versus Priest versus Ruff for the. Uh, North American Championship. Um, at one point, Ruff gets murdered into the barricade by uh, Damian Priest, and Damian Priest seemed uh, a little bit worried about what he had just done. Um, but Ruff made his way back into the match. Um, he had an amazing corkscrew cutter. I wrote that down. It's very, with like five exclamation points. It was really cool. Uh, we got a double flatliner by Priest. Um, and then ghost faces showed up. There were six of them, maybe seven of them. One of them had a lead pipe, the main one, and the main one helped Johnny Gargano win via one final beat. And it's theory. It was me all along, Austin. Um, that's pretty perfect, pretty perfect. So uh, Johnny Gargano is a three-time North American champion. Uh, there's a great backstage interview interview afterwards, and where he he basically says, "Well, maybe I, maybe I lost it on purpose so I could break another record, and win it a third time," which is, uh, I I don't know why more people don't use that logic. Like, apparently the number of reigns is uh is laudable. Is that the the word I'm thinking of? To be lauded, praised. Yes, that's right, I think. Is that a word? Laudable? That's where you get your law books. Uh, uh, audiobooks. Not audible, but laudable. Anyway, um, yeah. And, and then also Johnny said 
that Austin, uh, he's adopted Austin as a son. So now we have this, this happy Gargano family with the, the, the daughter and son, Indy and, uh, and Austin. And I think it's funny that the, the children are much taller than their parents, but sometimes that's, that, that's how it works out. Um, so yeah, I really liked this match. It was great. Oh, I wrote down who said that? Oh, it was okay. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly at one point in the match says, here's your effing chance. I really liked his non-swearing. It was, yeah, yeah. I think that was maybe my favorite as far as dialogue throughout the night. But uh, we ended with the other War Games match, Undisputed Era versus uh, Pat McAfee and his boys for the brand. Uh, for the brand has the advantage. So uh, we start with Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunn. Um, they add Oni Lorcan in there, and they add Fish, then they add Danny Birch, uh, who introduces Cricket Bats, and they add Roderick Strong. At this point, nobody has introduced any weapons of any kind other than the Cricket Bats. Uh, oh, that's pretty interesting. But then Pat makes his entrance, and he has four tables, each with a different member of Undisputed Era spray-painted, their name spray-painted on those tables. And at first, it seems like they might go to plan, that, that their plan might go to pl plan, what am I saying? That their, pl their plan might work. Yeah. Um, because they put uh, Roderick Strong through his table, um, and they have the other three set up in various places. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, that, that Strong gets put through his table by a beautiful moonsault by Pat. Like, incredible. Um, but uh, as we eventually uh, take out their opponents, put them all through the tables, the remaining three, uh, including beating down McAfee. Um, he does hit a Swanton Bomb off the top of the cage, but uh, what did it, what does that say? Oh, Adam Cole was added last. And what is that? What did I read? I, I ran out of room, so I wrote, it looks like eating. Eating, eating S-T-R eating string cheese what did i even, i don't even know what I, nobody was eating string cheese what did i even write down there anyway the match was incredible um uh, all of them all of them kyle o'reilly and pete dunn especially they started the match they ended the match the match ended when kyle o'reilly pinned pete dunn and that was super cool that was the two who started who finished it i really like that about it um, there's one point where everybody except for Pat were, were taken out of action and then Pat tries to climb up the cage and then he explains on social media later. He's like, no, I, I wasn't going to escape. I wasn't going to forfeit the match. I was just going to, 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 to stand or sit at the top of the cage. Like, uh, if a dog is chasing you, you like jump up onto the car or something like that. That was his justification for it. Um, he is the master of the flying nothing. <laughs> he made the same mistake again as he got super kicked as he was jumping off the, the top there. 
Uh, so I, th I think just uh, maybe one more match and he'll figure out what to do <laughs> in that situation. Um, but yeah, I love that match. But I think I, I my favorite moment of the night of the entire night was that trash can bomb. And it is so fun. And uh, it, it's just so fun. Period. That's all. That's all that I need it for it to be, for it to be my favorite thing. Um, so I'm really excited to see what happens next. It looks like Raquel may be going after EO. Uh, they did announce New Year's Evil on January 6th, uh, the Wednesday, the first Wednesday of the of 2021. Uh, so that's going to be pretty cool, I think. Um I think in the next, the only thing that this this night was really missing out on, we did get a championship match, so that was good. We had at least one. Um, I wish we had a, a cruiserweight title match here on Taker Takeover. Uh, Santos Escobar has only defended his championship on a Takeover one time so far, um, despite there having been was this the third. He's only defended on one out of the three takeovers that he's been championship champion during. So um, hopefully we get that match pretty soon. But New Year's Evil should be pretty cool. Um, I would guess that we'd have another takeover in February. Um, so I kind of like that this pattern that we have like a special event on the weekly show one month. And then we have a takeover the next month. Um, if, if they continue that pattern, I, I I would really I would really enjoy that because that would take us to a takeover in April along with WrestleMania. Uh, and then if yeah, and if if every even month is a takeover, and every odd month is a special episode. No wait. It's not exactly that, because it's the end of October, so it's a little bit more. Than, anyway, I really like this takeover. It's awesome. I'm talking too much about the future that we don't even know yet, except for New Year's Evil. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, so it looks like we're going to have uh, maybe Raquel challenge EO for the championship. That should be pretty great. Um, I think EO will win. Whenever that happens, uh, Johnny, I think he's going to have to, to defend against Damian Priest yet again. Oh, also we had a promo with all the carrying cross imagery with the clocks and the, the vulture and all that. He's got to be coming back real soon. Maybe the next championship match, NXT championship match will be Finn Balor versus carrying cross carrying, having not never, lost the cha it was the championship that he never lost but he had to vacate um so i think that's a pretty if they are waiting for that um they're like okay we don't need to have okay finn will be recovered fairly soon and it's actually been long enough that Car karen cross may be recovered by now um so why not make that the championship picture so um I'm excited for that. Otherwise, I'd say Damian Priest seems like he should be going after Finn Balor next. But um, 
I guess we'll see where everything goes. I, I like really. Uh, there's a whole lo bunch of people that I want to see fight Finn. Um, I want to see Kyle O'Reilly fight him again. Honestly, that that match was incredible. But um, we've we've got the grizzled young veterans. I think they're going to be going after uh, Danny and Oni pretty soon. Um, but uh, what else does it look like? It looks like we're going to have... Oh, I don't think we've had uh, Kurt Stallion versus Santos Escobar yet. So I think that's going to happen on NXT itself. Um, I'm still really far behind on 205 Live. Hopefully I can catch up on that real soon. Um, but I did record this episode after I recorded my episode for this week's Monday Night Raw. So stay tuned for that. I am going to post this episode first. So I don't even know why... I mention it in either of these episodes. You just listen to them in the order, or you may have just listened to one of these out of the two, if it's the the show that you want to hear about. So, um, yeah, ten out of ten for this episode for this takeover. So awesome! I also really liked because they don't have as high of a a, a ceiling as they do um, in an arena. Um, I liked their engineering, the construction of it, that the, the, the sides of the cage, they like swing down from the ceiling, um, instead of just being dropped directly down. Um, also the matches that were not war games matches, they all utilized the set. Um, it was notable that the set, uh, the entrance ramp wasn't, it was just a platform straight across all the way to the stage. Um, and at first I was saying, why don't, why didn't they put the door on that side on that, uh, facing the entrance? And there was, if they did that, it would be a lot harder to pull all the stuff out from under the ring to throw into the door. Uh, so that's, um, uh, why they did that for sure. But, um, yeah, what were some examples, uh, Thatcher and Champa? They didn't real. They kind of use. They use the second ring, a little bit, like going in that space between, um, uh, between the ropes. Um, but they did use the environment a lot, in, uh, Grimes versus Loomis. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, there's a lot of breaking of the barricades. Uh, they, they definitely use the environment a lot in the triple threat. So, um, they, t they, they really took a lot of advantage that there wasn't a whole lot of extra stuff. I was a little bit sad that Shotzi's tank didn't appear again after the, the entrances. It was great that it, it's, well, it's, it's, it's new. It's a new tank, brand new tank. Uh, but also that it shoots a missile. That was pretty great. Um, but yeah, I, I wish we had seen it again later. I don't know how it would have even worked to, to factor in anything, but, um, yeah, other than that, there was anything like prop wise around this stage. Um, like there wasn't like a, a full size tank or anything like that. Like we had a great American bash. We had the really nice cars. Those played into some things, um, in your house, of course, had the whole house, um, thing. And then Halloween Havoc had the, uh, well, the pumpkin, which got deflated, deflated right at the beginning. Um, there was some other Halloween stuff around and about, I think. 
maybe just it was just the haunted house stuff but um yeah great great takeover probably my favorite takeover of the year that i didn't attend in person because the only takeover that i attended in person was uh takeover portland which was really good um uh, but um yeah awesome another war games is in the books uh so let me know what you thought about my tweet me at tiw podcast go to tiwpodcast.com for more reviews if you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site please share some links with your friends subscribe on itunes spotify stitcher youtube wherever you like to listen stay safe healthy and happy out there in all the infinite multiverses and i'll see you next time here on tiw podcast bye <laughs>